Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 82. Uh, joining us on the podcast today, uh, we have a Kodoro and a Kate. Kodoro is also known as Alex uh, because Chase is out of town in Seattle. Um, yeah, so there are yeah. two things exciting about this. One is that this is our first ever double guest episode. Very hype. And second of all, Alex is back on the podcast for the first time since I believe it was episode four. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we, we were talking about, there was surprisingly like three-ish people in the Discord who said they had listened to every episode. So for you three people, you've heard Alex before. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're very happy to have you guys on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, before we get into this anymore, do you guys, uh, you know, a little bit of a background on, like, you know, your Valorant career, your uh, agent loadouts? Uh, I know Alex has gone over this before, but uh, Kate, we haven't had you on before yet, so. Um, currently, I think I'm. I think I just demoted back to gold three. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go. I'm in gold. I'm like, no judgment here. Gold and plat. This whole act. Um, but I think plat three is the highest I've ever gotten, and I normally just fill. I like to play like Brim Sage. Raise on Duelist, and then Breach as Initiator. But that's it. Very nice. Very cool, very cool. We we very much appreciate the filling and your depth at playing agents very well. So, yeah. I don't know. Good stuff. Nope. I'm filled. Uh, you're cutting out a lot. <laughs> cutting a little, yeah, a little bit. But uh, I can I tell what you're saying. But I, I would say that... Um, for the for the amount of agents you play, you play them impressively well. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Kate's uh, filled in on our premiere team. She was one of our two subs, and she nerded out to great effect on the Viper, despite not really playing Viper very much on Pearl, and had some like great lineups that worked in the game and everything. It was uh, very nice. I watched that video that you sent me like last minute, and I was like, oh shoot, I don't, I don't know if I remember this during the game <laughs> that's okay most cast doesn't watch the videos i think at all so <laughs> you're, you're chilling <laughs> yeah but anyway uh alex how about you how have you been since episode four uh well i i'm like an anti-smurf now so i don't play much anymore on my main mm -hmm. and so my elo is carried from back when i grinded and was immortal so I've slowly moved down from Immortal, down to Diamond 3, down to Diamond 2. <laughs> and I'm just coasting from my, my previous ELO. All good, all good. Also, resident Raina man. Yeah, I'm a dirty Raina man. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think you were a Raina man last time, and then for a while you weren't, and now you've come back around to it. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I don't remember when i last was yeah. on yeah i'm pretty sure you i seem to remember you playing reyna oh yeah definitely because we did we did the thing that sounded so cool in my head but ended up being really oh. boring which was the mad libs <laughs> and it was about reyna's yeah, abilities was, yeah. so yeah you were definitely a reyna uh main back then <laughs> yeah yeah well alrighty. um Get into some drinks here. Hunter, what are you what are you stepping on? Okay, this drink I had to pour and have today because otherwise it wasn't gonna make it uh until next podcast. This is the Nepenth Brewing Jellyfish Huntress. 
and they frequently have like sci-fi inspired designs but this time they just straight up put samus on the can <laughs> they were a little derivative of this one but like <laughs> they, it, they did a cool job with it um this is based on the uh, uh space jellyfish line of their beers which they have a good bit of variation on from time to time and this is a triple ipa so it packs a punch um i was i was sipping on one of these last night and i was realizing that i don't know exactly how to quantify this besides i guess it's like a smoothness a sweetness with a little bit of bite to it but like it tastes like their whole line really kind of does taste like drinking a jellyfish <laughs> like not that i've actually you know done that but um yes great mouthfeel really flavorful like hoppy but not not as aggressively as you might think for being a triple ipa just a, a banger beer for sure and uh, one of my favorites i've had recently you ever tried jellyfish by the way no, like you can actually eat it. I didn't was not aware yeah. of such a thing. Yeah, oh, you can eat jellyfish, like jellyfish ceviche is a thing. I did not um, know that. I might I like have it. to try it's, that. See how it compares to this. It's, yeah, it's hard to explain from a flavor profile. Like it's almost like it's more there for like the texture. Um, huh. Interesting. Do you eat it like raw, or do you like cook it? Uh, to be honest, like I'm pretty sure it's raw, but like uh, I don't know. Where did they? I, where did they offer that at? Um, my mom and I are both kind of foodies, so I've been to some fancier, like, prefair tasting menu stuff that had it on there. Um, and an Asian one or, like, a different kind of... I, it definitely was not, like, Asian cuisine, necessarily. Like, okay. it, was, it was very contemporary with, like, a mix of a bunch of different stuff. Um, like, there probably was some... Asian styled elements to it, but like it wasn't specifically like an Asian place. Uh, yeah, I'd, honestly, it's been a long time. I, I don't remember all that much. I just know that I have had jellyfish before and I thought it was, you know, fine. Interesting. Well, I'll put it on mm-hmm. the bucket list. Alrighty. Uh, uh, well, that sounds kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. Try everything once. <laughs> there's some things i don't want to try once however that sounds kind of cool <laughs> all right alex what are you what are you drinking on today i have some ancient whiskey called cuddy sark <laughs> um it tastes pretty awful probably because it's ancient and should not be <laughs> drunk anymore yeah <laughs> but i was called last second so i needed to to find something to drink so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i will be very, very slowly sipping on this, and I will hopefully yeah. not throw up before the end of this <laughs> podcast. That was like when we lived together, and you gave me that ancient... Was that soju, Alex? Yeah, it was sake. Uh, sake, right, sake. right. That was not good. Uh, was all, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's on that level. It's very, oh, very no. bad. It's extremely bad. Sorry to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I've also got a bottle of sake kicking around my room that I think should no longer be drank. Yeah, I, I, don't, know how well it, I don't know how well it keeps, but like... Yeah, it's been opened for a while, and yeah. it was fine. It was fine when I first got it. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but like, I don't know if it's still good to drink at this point. <laughs> yeah, Alex, if you, if you have a Coke on hand, I would not shame you for mixing in some Coke with that. Yeah. Well, alrighty, Kate's. What do you have here? I just have a green grape, green grape soju. It is soju, so it kind of tastes like 
great. It's sweet and like goes down really well. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've never actually well, tried original, soju, but I want to. Uh, the original soju, I think, is my least favorite. I'm a fan of the strawberry and the peach. I can't say, I can't remember what the grape tastes like off the top of my head. Have you ever had the yogurt one? Kate's let me have that when I was in Texas, and it was pretty good. The yogurt one? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've had the yogurt one either. What I like to do is, like, take the the original soju and just mix it myself, too. That's, like, pretty good. Hmm. It's, like, really sweet, and you can't even tell, like, there's alcohol in it, so you kind of just drink until you get drunk and kind of thing. It's not actually, like, yogurt, though, right? It, it's using, like, Yakult, like, the the Japanese yeah. drink thing, right? Yeah. So mm. it's not, like, super thick. It's not, like, okay. a really thick thing. Sure, sure. It's, it's mixed with, like, it's this, like... Oh, yeah, I, yeah no, drink. the little tiny bottles. My mom yeah. used to get those all the time as a kid. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know um, how to describe them for Hunter, but... Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, I don't know. them and bring it to you at some oh, point. Yeah. It's it's kind of an Asian thing. You just got to yeah. be in the know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actually, so, God, most of my experience with Soju was, like, I was in New York with um, a good buddy of mine and his girlfriend at the time. And uh, she took us out to, like, Chinatown, and we went to this Korean bar uh, in which they literally don't have, like, an English menu. Um <laughs> My buddy was giving me wow. shit because despite the fact that he's, like, he's Russian. Um, so despite him being, like, quote-unquote white, he, like, grew up in, like, Singapore and East Asia and whatnot. Um, so he was giving me a bunch of shit for being the whitest guy in that bar. Funny, um, funny. Which was, yeah, no, literally everybody else was just, like, full-blown Asian. And then there's our table. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so his his girlfriend was just ordering, like, drinks off the menu for us because we couldn't read shit. Uh, so we just ha- got, like, a ton of bottles of soju, and, uh, like, apparently the way this bar served it was, like, they'd bring you a shot glass, and put the bottle on the table, and then fill up each person's shot glass, and then just, like, consistently, a guy would come back around, grab the bottle, and just fill your shot glass back. Which was, I don't know, it's interesting, it's not how I'd usually drink soju, but, like, tasted pretty good. Interesting. Um, yeah, I really got to well, try that. It sounds very good. I have perhaps one of the best beers I've ever brought to this podcast. <laughs> Why? That's you brought a dead of um, night to this podcast, right? No, not necessarily by flavor profile. Okay, okay. Um, but like by other factors. So I'm drinking a backcountry brewing Mai Tai sour um, called As Your Attorney. I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. Backcountry um, names are so good, dude. Yeah, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a quote from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, which, unfortunately, I have not seen that movie, so I don't exactly get that reference. However, this is done with a, it's a sixth anniversary collaboration series between Backcountry and Fieldhouse Brewing, which is another brewery that I very often have a ton of beers on podcast from these at this point they're probably Fieldhouse and Backcountry are probably my two favorite breweries uh around here and so they collab to make this the art on the can hunter might recognize uh and Alex as well from um the Flying Dog series they took oh um, interesting i i can't 
remember the artist's name off the top of my head that does all the labels for Flying Dog, but they're using yeah. the exact same art style, um, which I'm sure mm-hmm. I've talked about on the podcast before, but like, I have the print Bats Over Barstow by that artist hanging up in my bedroom back at home, um, and it's a Mai Tai Sour, and I like Mai Tais, and I like Sours. I know basically everything about this particular beer uh, is just like very up my alley, and I saw it I saw it in the store, and I'm like, I need, I need this beer. Uh, there's no other way about it. So that's what I got. Um, it's very forward on the pineapple from a flavor profile perspective. You really like pineapple, so that makes sense. That you I'm like that. not huge on pineapple, to be honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You I like don't... one of your favorite drinks? Well, I don't. Okay, I don't know if it'd be your favorite, but you've always talked about how much you like pina coladas. So that's what I was assuming. Oh, you dude, like. I can, I can fuck with the pina colada. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I like pineapple juice in my like cocktails and stuff like that. I just don't like. I just don't love pineapple juice as like a standalone. Oh, Wait, I see. Pineapple okay. juice in your what? Like in cocktails. Oh, okay. I, I thought you said tacos. <laughs> so, what did you think I said? I thought you said tacos. I was like, this oh, man. actually, that sounds like that could go pretty good. Yeah, as long as it's not like well, dripping out well, like a ton of pineapple yeah. juice. The flavor could be really good. Yeah, like a couple pineapple slices or like little tiny bits of pineapple. You're like mixed in with the meat a little bit to the meat. Yeah, Yeah. I could could vibe with that. Okay. But all right, beer's great. (laughs) I'm loving it. Um, Some Valorant stuff here. Yeah. So the four of us actually played a bunch of the new TDM mode on the PBE earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um, Feel like we should just go around give our initial thoughts on that anybody want to start this one off yeah well i guess i'll start off to tie into last podcast and say that my big concern thankfully they weren't complete idiots and didn't do what i was saying (laughs) which is that i was worried in the last podcast about them saying you had 15 seconds of invulnerability after respawning I think they just worded that a little bit vaguely. What they, I think what they mean is that you have 15 seconds if you just sit in your spawn. Because the way it is working functionally is that once you leave the spawn, you have a short period of invulnerability, like, you know, a second and a half before you become vulnerable. Um, which means that I, I definitely just by, you know, not trying to do this as much as just kind of wandering around the map, found that if you're looking at an enemy as they're like spawning in, like if you're, you know, perpendicular to the spawn point, they're going to win the duel with you every time because they walk out, are invulnerable, line up the shot and kill you. However, if you are like parallel to the wall where they're spawning from, like if you're right up against the wall, like a little bit back, they might walk out, you know, not check to see if you're there and then you can shoot them. (laughs) Is that very toxic and lame? Yes. Did I do it a few times? Also, yes. But, like, eventually they're going to respawn and be like, oh, he's there. And then they still get the thing where they can be invulnerable and peek me and kill me. But, like, so, yeah, the way that works, I think, is very appropriate. And I'll leave off for now. I just wanted to update people on that. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed the TDM. I was having a great time with it. I'm, I guess, even when I play Valorant, I enjoy shooting people more than being very strategic i guess that's part of being a reina main (laughs) (laughs) so tdm was very much up my alley Mm -hmm. and i was having a great time i actually enjoyed playing cypher which is something that i've I've never thought i would say yeah (laughs) i've never once played cypher and enjoyed it it is my meme pick to make me hate my life but i actually really enjoyed being a rat with cypher (laughs) 
<laughs> and people just running into your traps and killing them, right? Yeah, we played against a neon that just kept running into my traps and dying over and over again. I think I was like 12 and 2 against her by the end of that death match. <laughs> that was the most yeah. fun I've ever had on Cypher in my life. So <laughs> thank you, you for TDM. Cass, you were very well prepared for TDM by your agent playing, apparently. Cypher god tier in TDM. Yeah. Uh, Kate, you got any uh, opening remarks? Oh, I liked it. Uh, I tried the Cypher too, but it looks like they kind of already knew to look out for my traps, or I just wasn't playing it well. <laughs> and so they, I was just like camping it, and they just came up and bucking me, so that was fun. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> You were, like, I, sitting I, I like towards it. spawn with your camera out for, like, half of the break. Yeah, but by the end of the game, I had, like, only five deaths, but that was because I was sitting on my camera, like, a good majority of the time. That's funny. Bruce Cypher man at heart. You it's have the Tony like lifestyle. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of weird not having the abilities right away. Like, I, yeah. I'm ready to, like, just chuck my my abilities but like you have to like wait for it or get kills so yeah the yeah. uh yeah two thoughts piggybacking off of that uh kate's is that uh first of all i fully agree especially to not have your signature ability is weird because even in a full save or a pistol round you always have your signature ability and to not start with it i don't think it's a terrible decision i think it just feels very odd um, but then going to something Cass said last podcast, Cass was very worried about, you know, alts being in TDM. They are very stingy with the alt economy that like yeah. you, I don't, I don't think you get any charge for your alt off of kills. I think it's purely time and picking up these little alt orbs around the map, which just oh, to be clear. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Gates. I think I did see that you can get your alt charge through kills. But you have to get like eighty kills. To oh, you're right. Just by kills alone. It looks like actually each kill is three points, so I think it's less than what we originally thought. But it still takes extremely long. To okay. Get, to get okay. So just that. just to be clear for people who are confused, that's not three alt points like in a normal game. It's like a yeah. three percentage <laughs> points where you have to get to a hundred percent to use your alt. And then there are these orbs around the map that give you I don't know ten, fifteen, some some bigger no. percentage than three if you stand on them. Um, but the net result is that there really are not like, there is not alt spam happening across the map. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was getting maybe one to two alts a game. That's, that's what I was feeling as well. Yeah. I was getting, yeah. like, I was getting one. I like, I didn't understand the, like the little orb on the ground mechanic. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, like we'd be getting towards the end of the game. It's like, 80 kills to like 75 and i'm like what the fuck i don't have an alt yet like yeah <laughs> um because like i was just trying to charge it off of kills so like i didn't i didn't realize that there are these little things on the ground that you need to get but um yeah so i, I think we we played a series of like i don't know I'll call it four or five of them yeah earlier today and a bit of a tough time when we're on the east coast servers because for some reason there's no middle of the country servers for the pve yeah um dumb but yeah like playing on <laughs> playing on 80 ping was was a little suboptimal yes I, I don't know what you're talking about my cypher game was on west coast and that was the best game that i played <laughs> I get the skill yeah, issue. that's great <laughs> you picked the wrong agent that select screen yeah, 
Yeah, yeah but I just want to say that, Alex, you get, like, 10 ping on your normal servers. So playing on, like, the West servers aren't bad for you. I mean, I think it's still, like, in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just, anything, I... anything above 60, I'm just like, oh, this is rough. Yeah, I think I was in the 70s during our premiere on West. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like it has to get close to 80 for me to be uh, really unhappy. Like, yeah, I feel, I I feel I, like I, I could think... do 60 reasonably well. Uh, like, I I know that when I'm in-game, like, if I get to 60, at least in, like, a regular game of Valorant, like, if I if I get over 60, I'm not buying it off. <laughs> Interesting. Like, it, like, it's just gonna piss the hell out of me. If I do, because yeah. like from my perspective, it's gonna look like they're like just wide swinging head tapping me, like immediately. And from their perspective, they're probably just like, <laughs> "Look at this guy, reaction time of a fucking turtle." <laughs> like, yeah, a little, um, yeah, a little side note here. It's it's interesting because I've seen some studies that say that like with raw tests, like you know, click click as soon as you see this dot appear or something like that the fastest, like, the average human reaction time is, like, 180 milliseconds, but there's a lot more to it than that because of, like, um, peaker's advantage and then also your brain, like, comprehending things that you might not be able to then physically react to right away, but are still affecting your understanding of the game. So, like, it, there are some people who would say, oh, you know, ping doesn't matter as much as you think because you have 100, anything under 180 shouldn't matter, but, like, that's just not true. Yeah, I've been like, playing a lot of Street Fighter recently, so I've been kind of getting into the FGC, and that's that's a thing that they call the mental stack in in fighting okay. games. Of that, like, if you're looking for a specific option, your reaction time is that like 180 milliseconds or whatever. But as you add yeah. more and more options and situations, your reaction time drastically decreases because you're looking for multiple different things. It's not just interesting, like reacting to like a circle appear. And, like, I think the other thing is, like, if I'm going to swing a given angle in which I know where that engagement is coming from, my reaction time is probably going to be a hell of a lot better to when I see that there's someone there because I'm already ready for it. Like, I'm swinging with the intention of taking this fight. I'm ready to click mouse one. Yeah. It's not It's not the same as a raw test for, like, sure, I'm waiting for this green dot to appear on my screen or whatever, but, like, you're kind of sitting there arbitrarily. You don't know when it's coming. Yeah, but if I'm choosing to swing an angle, I know exactly when it's coming. It's coming whenever I swing this angle. Well, and and also as well, if you could take sound cues into effect as well, like you you mm. have a basically you have a mental idea of when the person is going to round the corner based on the sound, and you just have to confirm it with like the smallest bit of visual. Whereas you don't have that if you're just staring at a screen waiting for a dot to appear. And I I have done that because back when I was playing football, I had uh, I had to take a concussion protocol test to get a baseline. So that if they thought I was concussed, they could give me the test again and see if I sucked <laughs> at it, which never happened, thankfully. But like that was one of the things I had to do to get my baseline. I, I, yeah, I remember doing that in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him do that like three or four times a fucking year because like what they'd make me yeah they'd make me that bad. I think I did it once or twice. The no, because like well, yeah. because like they made they made me do it uh, for cross country for some stupid reason. Cross country? cross country who's getting yeah. concussed in cross like, country? That, that's that was my mine argument. was for golf so <laughs> yours was for golf <laughs> yeah what the hell i don't ever remember having to do that but i, I had to go yeah. cross country sports, i think i i had oh, to yeah it was like high school sports like any high school sport you played they'd make you do it 
Yeah, but so like I, football I makes a lot of sense. Like you're good. You're, football does make sense. Yeah, uh, I did golf? it. I did it for hockey. Too. Yeah, oh, hockey as well. It. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, hockey makes yeah. sense. Uh, I did it for lacrosse, which you know also makes sense. Makes yes, sense. yeah. And then I think I had to do it because I worked as a tennis coach, and so I think they made me do it when I started the season as a tennis coach. So I think it was genuinely three or four times a year I had to do this, and I was like, just. Just fucking ask for the goddamn data from somebody else. Like, it's there. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize that they didn't oh, do it for all of your sports. I thought yeah. it would just be one for all of your sports. That's hilarious. No, it, they made yeah. you do one individual for yeah. each sport. It fucking, it should be one for all of them. Like, yeah, sure, once a year, you know, maybe maybe your reaction time's gotten a bit better. Like, we want to test this stuff out every year. Like, that makes sense. Four times a fucking year is excessive, man. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it should carry over for a couple years because, like, if you're concussed, you're going to be bad enough versus your normal that, like, I I don't know. I, I feel like you're not going to improve your reaction time that substantially that you can yeah. tell if you're concussed with it. I feel like the mild concussions are where it, like, really comes into play. Like, things like yeah. balance and things like, yeah, like, balance, reaction time. Like, the memory one, probably not too big of a deal, but, like... Those are actively things that people are working, like, assuming you're taking your sports fair, seriously, like, the things that you're actively working on to improve yeah. and, like, get better at. So, like, it, to me, it does make sense. It's just like, oh, well, like, if you're mildly concussed, if we take your data from, like, last year, like, let's say you've upped your reaction time by, like, 20 or 30 milliseconds, you know? Yeah, if you're only that's, mildly a, pretty concussed big, that's you, a pretty big jump, I, Yeah, I guess I'm pulling, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass here, man. But, like... Yeah, like I, I think you get the point. Like I, I think it makes sense to do yeah. once a year. Anything more than that seems a bit excessive. Yeah, it reminds me that but, I did a drill in training for football, not like during the season, but like when I was lifting, where we would like line up in our stance. Someone would be like, I don't know, five, ten yards away with a tennis ball, and like we couldn't move until they, re- until they like released it, and it would drop on the ground and bounce, and like we had to go get it before it hit the ground mm-hmm. a second time. And so that, that was very much a reaction time drill. So my reaction tra- time theoretically went up by me doing that. Yeah, the I don't know I, I I did really well on the one, the one game we played on the West Coast servers for TDM. And you then did not not so great in the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I'll come back around to TDM and say that uh, I really enjoyed it as well. Like. One thing that one thing that Alex noticed that I noticed as well is that they definitely tried to balance the ability timers. Like not all signature abilities recharge at the same rate. At least it seemed like to us. Um, like it seemed like Jet Dash took a while to come up. Um, neon Slide maybe a little bit quicker, but like you know you still didn't get it right away. Um, yeah, so it's, it seems like I didn't notice anything that was like, hmm, this seems like an exploit. Like, it, this seems overpowered. It seems like, in general, they did a very good job of tuning it, and it was just a blast. Like, I think, I think honestly, this could replace Deathmatch as, like, a warm-up for comp for me, and uh, I'll have a lot more fun with it than I would in a Deathmatch. It's also just less yeah. broken than Deathmatch is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. A lot of my a lot of my initial complaints that we did in like the the last podcast in which we talked about this like seem to have been properly addressed. Yeah, especially like, like the I old thing. They, like I was saying, like the old spam yeah, is like not the, an issue. The, the old thing, yeah. The old spam is not not a problem. Uh, it's not like there's a rays flying at you every twenty seconds with a fucking <laughs> rocket in her hand. Yeah. Um. The. Yeah, like I I don't have a problem with the alts. Like, I I feel like the one thing is like that I can see is. 
like I could see them slightly upping your ability, uh, like the rate at which your abilities come up, because I found that there was a good amount of time in which I just did not have any abilities um, while playing, and like that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, like at least like like I've only played I played Rain and Jet mostly. Uh, and then I played Phoenix for one game. The Phoenix was a little rough, because, like, fucking Molly and Wall don't do dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just waiting for I'm your just, flashes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm literally just waiting for my flash to come up. Yeah. And I think I played so fucking bad that game, I didn't even get an ult. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. That, that sucks, because Phoenix ult is really good in TDM. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was just, like, waiting around for my fucking flash to show up, whereas, like, I thought Reyna's was a bit more, like, was a bit interesting because, like, the Leer is obviously pretty good in in TDM. Um, yeah. Where it's, you're significantly less likely to encounter multiple people aggressing onto your ankle. Um, and so I found, though, the Leer to actually be really strong. And then, consequently, healing and or dismissing is obviously really fucking good. But, like, yeah, there there were just, like, quite a few times where, like, I just literally had no abilities to use. Yeah, I definitely felt that with Jet the most. Her dash felt like it took so long. I felt like I never had dash up as Jet. Yeah. I wonder how long Chamber's TP is. I, mean, I, I did play Chamber once to horrible effect. I sucked at Chamber. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like it took a while. His headhunter is really good though, because it can't. It comes back bu- um, one bullet at a time. Yeah, the headhunter uh, bullets felt like they're coming coming back fairly quickly, but not quite as quickly as I was missing them. <laughs> <laughs> missing with them, yeah. Just spamming them too. Just have an infinite yeah. headhunter <laughs> minigun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were getting, please, please, Riot. We know you listen to the podcast. Do not write down that idea. I, I'm begging you. Well, <laughs> Yeah, the the gun tiers I also thought were kind of interesting. Um, yeah, like I guess because there's no armor in play, like I don't know. Is it like I never tried playing with the classic, but like, do you get light shields if you just go with the classic? Yeah, I think so. Classic. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Interesting. Oh, I did not notice. Okay, that. I didn't. It I didn't know that. The, it has the armor value on the top like corner of the gun that yeah. you're choosing. It seems like they try to balance that stuff too. Yeah, like, yeah, for example, yeah. in the second yeah, one, like you can have Guardian Light or Bulldog Full. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I know that all, either. Huh? I think yeah. all of them, but the Guardian for the second stage, or is it third stage, um, is uh, full except for the Guardian. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. The Guardian is like a price jump over the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, like, what I also thought was interesting is that, you know, there's the the ever-present debate of Stinger versus Spectre. However, that's not a debate for TDM because Stinger is Tier 2, whereas Spectre is Tier 3, just based on price. Yeah. You can run Stinger and, and Spectre. Yeah, I think I think that might actually be the play. I kind of don't like the fact that yeah. we can go back to any of the other guns, though. After you get past the stage, you, you have to, like, stick with the guns that are available. Like, Do you want to go back to your be- Guardian? I, yeah, I wanted to use yeah. Guardian yeah. during stage four. <laughs> yeah, that, that's but a good point. Why is that not Guardian for as long as you could? Yeah, I, I don't see why you can't just like choose to nerf yourself. It seems a little yeah interesting, but like I don't know. And like I feel like there's a good mix of using 
all those other guns, and then like fifty percent of the game is with the rifles, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, the I, I also found the like the power ups to be slightly weird, like when you get the gun upgrade. Mm-hmm. Because like I I can see the argument being like oh well like the Odin's an upgrade, you know like, it's more expensive compared to like Phantom Vandal or whatever. Um, I like. Yeah, like, the judge upgrade to me is weird, because, like, there was one point in which I had the judge, and I was sitting there, and literally no one fucking pushed me for, like, a yeah. minute. I was sitting in you the cupboard with patience. the judge. You need to embrace the cipher and rat there for another two minutes until someone comes. <laughs> yeah. Until the neon, the, oh, the stupid neon comes back to the exact <laughs> same place to die for her 11th Sliding time. Sliding into the trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, guys, I was was about to bring up the fact that this match, this mode in more ways than one, as we've already discussed, is tailor-made for you. Because the the guns that you say should be removed from the game, the LMGs and shotguns, are not (laughs) options to pick. You have to buy them as, like, upgrades on the ground. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, but the Ares is so horribly bad. bad, (laughs) Like, I don't know why anyone would pick it. I tried running it in TDM, and I was like, yeah, this gun sucks. So, like, yes, okay, the Ares is an irrelevant option, and then the other options are just not options at all. You have to find them on the ground and then use them until they run out of ammo or you die. The Ares recoil is so horrible in the beginning. It's absurd. Well, the high recoil... <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, like, take a long gunfight. My bullets were just going, like, <laughs> everywhere. Not, yeah. not on target. Because I found that, like, a somewhat optimal strategy is you just take every gun in the game, that are not single shot and use them as if they were a vandal. What? When you're at like longer ranges. It's like, I just oh, take a oh, couple yeah. shots and then I strafe and then I take a couple more shots and like, you just do that more stable, times with the gun. That's not a vandal. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, I, I only ever have to do it once with a vandal. Cause I just get the head tap. Course. That's what I'm saying. So more oh, times with yeah. other guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was assuming oh, you got the you got the head tap there. Yeah, I was being yeah. generous, Cass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like Frenzy, uh, like Stinger, Spectre, fucking suck dicks with the Bulldog for some reason. I don't know why. But like, yeah, it's just like, ah, if I'm in a longer than ideal engagement, I just treat this as if it were a worse Vandal. And I find that that works out fine for me. Yeah, that worked out really? very well you for me. You don't spray with a Stinger? Uh, but like I'm saying, at like longer ranges, no. Oh, Cass, is this the time to bring up a certain quotation that I was delivered off podcast by a certain Anthony? Uh, what is this? Yeah, so uh, Tony told me while Cass was protesting, begging him to not say this, Tony said that Cass told him within the past couple hours, uh, I don't, I don't want to tell Hunter this. However, I agree with him at long last that why that why on earth would you ever buy a Spectre when you can buy a Stinger? And Cass <laughs> went from begging Tony to not say it, telling him to shut up, to then immediately denying he had ever said such a thing and saying yeah, no, that was I, fake news. I have, Complete one eighty. Never said anything along those lines. <laughs> I, I that made I my night. I had sure. sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, made my heart very, very glad to hear, even though I've actually become way more prospector over time since I initially was making that point. I I don't think I've ever told that to Tony before. <laughs> See, if you sure if you would have if you would have just let Tony say it and then yeah. afterwards 
say, oh, I never said that. I would have thought, oh, yeah. maybe Tony's pulling my leg. But the fact that you were telling him, no, no Tony, please don't say it. And then he said it, and then you flipped. No, I no, have no, no doubt in my mind. Fake news. <laughs> Didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, that was a deep fake. <laughs> yeah, I generated. Yeah, Tony knew exactly um, what I was going to say, so he deep faked you telling him to not say it. That was all, all coming from his mic. Yeah. Yep. AI is no, getting it, out of control these days. I tell you what, but it, but it is interesting that they put them in different tiers. Like, yeah. Because, I don't know why. Like, oh, sorry. Well, I I just feel like some of the tier breaks are interesting because like you can't have a sheriff in the pistol round. Right. For some reason. I guess they decided it'd be too powerful if you also had all your abilities on cooldown. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It's a gun that you can buy in Pistol Round. So, like, I'm, I think it's interesting that they chose to not allow you to. And then the Sheriff is in the same tier as the Ares, the, the Stinger, and the Sheriff. Um, which also, like, I find that the the mag size on the on the stinger is very punishing in TDM. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you, you get into engagement so fast, and like, it's like I like I get one per mag usually, right? And so it's like I, I feel like I spend a lot of time just like trying to find a safe haven to reload in and then get swung. Um, well, you're gonna you're gonna just, search for a long time to find that because Haven is not one of the TDM maps. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're not, no, there's no TD, <laughs> haven based TDM maps um, and then yeah I think it's interesting to have a gun like the Spectre in the the third round in which there's Bulldogs and Guardians which like I'm starting to think that like the Spectre might actually be the optimal play just because you can be so much more mobile um, yeah. and just try to close the gap on people who are trying to you know Guardian you or use the Bulldog I, I don't know but, like, I, I think it's interesting the way that they did the tier breaks. Along those lines, though, I do feel like using Guardian in that round is absolutely great aim training, regardless of whether or not you mm-hmm. plan on using Guardian in games, because it forces you to land headshots on more mobile opponents. I'm too I don't know, I was it. kind of just using, I was going long and just using Guardian there. Nice. No, no aim training there. <laughs> mm. No, same training. Well, it's, I just it, waited for them to walk into my crosshair. That's still yeah. aim. That, that's that's, that's still like ninety percent of Valorant. <laughs> the amount of time I've raged because of missing a like in Valorant, I've raged because of missing a shot like that is you know very high. So that's if you're hitting those shots, Kate, that's a sign of your aim. What do you, what are the three maps? There's like Piazza, like which is yeah, Ascent. Effectively, there's What's district the which really... is split. Is that the one with the really long corridor? No, I looked it up. I believe Caspa uh, is the one based on Pearl, which is the one that has the corridor. If I'm not confused, mm. so I, I that's supposed to be like be long, maybe. Kinda. Yeah, I guess so. Because like I had thought that we'd only played Ascent and, and uh, um, split base maps, the district and Piazza, but I'm pretty sure we did play the the Pearl one because I think that's the one that has the, the long. Yeah. Yeah, the the sickest part about this that I'm hoping for, like obviously the whole game is not yet, but like these should be available in custom now. Oh shoot, I did not think about that. Oh, like, I should heck. be able to load into a custom match and aim duel someone 
properly now. Ah, I see what you mean. Instead of just having to pick an avenue of the map and just be like, yo, we're aim dueling here. Like, I can't wait to pe- for people to start making lineups. <laughs> yeah, lineups. <laughs> That's great. You know there's mm-hmm. going to be some. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I can be like, yeah, Hunter, 1v1 me. Quick scopes only. Piazza. Like, oh, <laughs> man. I'm down. I'm very. That sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that you can't pick an op, but like, you know. You can pick them up. I think they spawn. Yeah, once once they spawn, it seems like typically the the guns are like mirrored in their spawns. So like, uh, we we could both wait till the op charges and then both grab it. Although you'd have to get like eighty kills to get to that point. Come to think of it, because um, that only spawns in stage uh, four okay. with yeah. the Phantom and Vandal. Does stage four only start at eighty kills? I thought so. I, I thought it's, I thought stage four sure. started a little earlier than that. I, I like, thought stage four started earlier. Yeah. But either way, it, it would be a, it would be a while before we got there. Well, like yeah, I the other thing talked... is, what's that case? Um, has anyone actually tried looking at the maps in in the on the custom game, or do you have to like? Can you do it in like a custom game, like the like going on a one v one on ascent, or does it have to be versus team team deathmatch that you can go use those? You um... probably have to. You'd probably have to select TDM in the custom game to be able to do it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised but if you like, could play TDM on a normal map. Because they'd have but to like, like define bomb sites and stuff, which yeah. seems like a lot of extra work yeah. for no reason. <laughs> well, like you're pretty much always able, like you can select any other game mode you want, custom game. That's like currently in the game. Yeah. Like you can choose to play Escalation or Spike Rush or whatever. One v one Spike Rush if you hate your life yeah. and want to waste it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So, okay. you know, so presumably there are options. That way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, anybody have anything else they want to say about uh, TDM here? So hyped. Yeah, that's really all. I think we all are in agreement that it seems very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm really enjoying, or like really enjoying the way in which this has been implemented. Because I think there was a way in which they could have screwed it up. Uh, it doesn't seem just like a clusterfuck of abilities being thrown around. I think that timer could be upped a little bit, so you get them slightly more often. But like, so far, yep. I've really enjoyed it, and I think the implementation has been great. Um, With you. Alrighty. Well, uh, Hunter, why well, go take a piss? Do you want to run us through this new agent a little bit? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, new agent, right? Oh, have you, have you not heard about them? Have you not heard about the new agent? I, agent? I know it's. I saw the the in the reveal. No, it was the, the um, cinematic. The, yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. the cinematic. Case, you saw that as well? With Gates. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. We watched it together. It, it's cool cinematic, by the way. Very, like, horror-esque, which is interesting, because that's different than normal Valorant. Everyone getting eaten by the radiant bear. Kind of spooky. Yep. Yeah. They All brought right. Wally Bear. It's a Wooly Bear? Volley Bear. Um, it's it's a champion for the Oh, got it, got it. <laughs> I didn't get that comment either. Funny, funny. All right. I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> got him. Hello? That's great, that's great. All right, all right. So let's run through um, Deadlock's abilities. Okay, so uh, first off, the E is Barrier Mesh. And this is... 
a very weird ability that I am super curious to see what you can do with it, how you can use it in a round. <clears throat> so, you equip an orb, you equip a disc, and you throw it forward, and when it lands, it creates uh, two walls that intersect where you throw the thing, so it's essentially four walls coming out perpendicular from a center point. And all of those walls you can shoot through and see through quite easily. <clears throat> However, you cannot move through them. And there are these little orbs on the ground, <clears throat> excuse me, on the floor at each of the end points of these walls, and then one big orb at the center. So, so essentially an enemy can shoot the small orb at the end of the quarter of the at the one of the four walls they want to get through, break that orb, and now they can, you know, walk through that section. Or they can shoot at the middle orb, uh, which takes uh, slightly more than a, a phantom clip, so relatively similar to a sage wall, um, and break the entire thing at once. Now, there are numerous questions about this ability that I have, but I'm curious to hear everyone's first reactions. Wait, so it's like a wallbanging ability? I don't really understand the point of it. it so it, it stops yeah. movement, but they can shoot through it. So and it's see just like, it. yeah. So it's just like if you want to aim duel someone and not let them run away, you like throw that behind them and lock them in with you. <laughs> well, that's the classic Rain of Maine speaking right there. I, 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 think, I, don't, I don't know what the, the big brain yeah. way to use that is. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I think yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the way that actually is, is like because it stops people from just like pushing you you literally can't push through it right it's not like there's like oh like if i place the smoke here they can still just rush through the smoke or whatever um so in that scenario it functions similarly to a sage wall but there's a lot of fucking times that i'm playing the game and i want to op an angle and sage fucking walls it off and i get pissed oh. off about it so you can still get walled off and take the duel so now they can yeah, yeah now they can wall this angle off so nobody can push through this angle and aggress onto site, and I can still take my optal. True, true. Um, okay. but also, I like the idea of literally just trapping somebody in an area and say, Fuck you, we're aim dueling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like the only thing I could come up with for that. <laughs> my, my first thought is that it's a the first real alternative to a sage wall in terms of let me slow the push down significantly, especially if they're on a light buy, they're gonna have to spend a while, you know, shooting it to break it. Um, but like my so second, are the smaller circles also hard to break. Sorry, I think they're like less that. hard to break. I, I don't know the specific okay. numbers, but it seems like it it takes more bullets to break the big one. Um, okay. It, it, my, my biggest the thing that's confusing to me is the shape of it, of it being these two walls crossed. Because I don't, I haven't seen anyone have a clip of being able to like rotate it before you throw it, like a, a sage wall. Maybe that's possible, but like the strange thing to me is that like. The way you, the way that you can use this optimally is if it's a very, if it's a small choke where like the, the enemy can at least not see the big orb, but ideally not see any of the orbs to shoot. So they just get blocked by it. And to like, you know, to like wall across perpendicular to you, or even if you're like, you know, at the other angle and to walk, to just wall off directly in front of you, you can't get a wall that does that. Because the wall is coming out in, at an X relative to you. So that seems incredibly awkward. Uh, just because, like, you know, 
if you're walling in front of you, you're now actually making this like V shape in front of you instead where they can see the center orb and break it. So like, I'm very curious to see what the mechanics are of throwing this because it just seems a little odd that you have all these different walls, but essentially just works out to be one wall if you throw it normally. Hmm. You know what I really like about this ability? What's that? You can toss it somewhere like just on the other side of like a smoke that your team placed. Oh, true. And then when they try to pop out, then when they try to pop out, of <laughs> the jet it, dashes through the smoke, smoke. and bonk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just fucking stuck there in the middle of the yeah. ocean. <laughs> Ray's blast packs and then is untradeable because mm-hmm. the rest of the team is stuck behind the wall. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- yeah, I guess that could be used like how they use mollies against duelists too. Because like the optimal way to use like a viper molly, for example, is to try and get try to bait their duelist into running in. Like let's say they're Reina, their jet. Yeah. And then you throw the molly to stop the rest of their team so that they die and start bitching at their team about why no one went with them. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's like the optimal way to use mollies. So I guess you can do a similar thing also with that, which would be a lot harder to do with a sage wall. That you can yeah. kind of lock. Although they can still shoot through it to fight, though. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, Kate, do you have any thoughts on this? Because I agree with what you're saying, Alex. Um, Not really. Like, I think the way you guys are talking about it like makes sense. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I well, just can't imagine it right now. I haven't seen what it looks like. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. If you want to look it up while we're talking, you're welcome to. I'm not. There's, you don't lose any podcast points for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing I was going to say is that what is not specified is how is if it just goes away over time or not, because it would be huge if you could just throw it down. And it exists until someone breaks it because then you could like, you know, rotate off of a site and throw it in a choke point. And now if the enemy team has to come back late round, it significantly slows them. I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll so I, I probably not worth there's, discussing, but it interests. there's no way it doesn't disappear eventually. Like, yeah. My guess is it functions like an unshot sage wall. Could be, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. It'll be very strong if it, if it stays uh, the whole round. All right, moving on to ability number two. Now, this one is uh, a bit of a weird... Wait, actually, hold on, Hunter, before we get there. Yes. <clears throat> sage wall doesn't disappear after Sage dies. Oh. So maybe this one lasts forever, but disappears when Deadlock dies. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm thinking the other way around. I'm thinking this persists upon death. Which oh. is unique in that I can have this wall up blocking off a choke point. I can be taking my aim duels through said choke point, And if I die, you still won't be able to rush sight. You can't just be like, oh, oh sight's okay. free, let's go. Like, you yeah. still have to break this thing before you can okay. get on the site. Like, assuming it persists after your death. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Which I think is, is, yeah, is interesting in that you can actively hold... Or it's a sentinel that can hold and fight for their sight, but their stall ability can still persist after death. Huh. Huh. Very interesting. I, I kind of want to see it to be the. I kind of want to see it being the opposite, where it exi- it doesn't have a timer, but it goes away when you die, so that you can chuck it on a site that no one's at, leave, and know no one's pushing that while you're gone. But like that, that could be too strong. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Well, also the devs said that like they tried to create a more reactive sentinel. Okay. 
like the, they said that like when you think about like Cypher and Killjoy and Chamber, how like you're running around pre-round trying to set everything up for that before yeah. the barriers drop. Um, they said they wanted to go against that thought when they designed this Sentinel. Well, actually, that that uh, segues very nicely into the next ability here, which is Deadlock. The other one was called. Uh... Oh no, Deadlock's name the agent. I'm so Isn't dumb. the agent's name? I'm Deadlock? so dumb. Oh god, I want to edit that out. There, you know, that, that goes on the list of things I would edit out if I wasn't a conscientious editor. The other one is called Barrier Mesh. <laughs> so it's called Sonic Sensor. The Q ability. Okay, equip a Sonic Sensor. De- fire to deploy. The sensor monitors an area for enemies making sounds. It concusses that area if footsteps, weapons fire, or significant noise are detected. So, essentially, this is like a cipher cam in that it goes, like, you know, semi-invisible when you throw it. And then, Mm -hmm. if someone is just walking past, uh, like, shift walking, it won't activate. But if someone takes a shot or runs in the area it will, boom, concuss them in, like, a cone shape. Oh, um, that's going to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, for the... For the... Go ahead, Gates. That's good for, like... Um, can you, can you like, leave it there? Kind of like a cypher tripwire? Yes, yeah. it seems like there's no range restriction. It, it, it seems like you can place it and leave it, and it's going to still be active. Okay. Yeah, the, oh, the interesting thing, though, Kate's about comparing it to a cipher tripwire is that if you know it's there i'm assuming there's a sound i well i'm i don't know if that's correct i'm i'm curious if there's a sound that of like the the hum of it being there like killjoy alarm bot we'll have to see um if you know it's there you can just walk past it um however if you don't then it works like a cipher tripwire so like it, realistically it seems like worse for watching flank than uh, a tr- uh, cipher trip, killjoy utility, chamber trip, but far better for slowing a hard push because of yeah. the you know the concuss like that's huge. Is it like something that you place on the ground, or can you like place it on? Oh, you can place it on walls. Yeah, it, I definitely have seen videos of people placing it on walls, so it covers a pretty big gong. I want to see it placed on like the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like you. I, I'm curious how that would work if you can even do that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. But yeah, I guess I was more thinking of like you're on a rotate, so you're you're trying to like let's say you're the last person or something, you're trying to get to the other side as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah. And you're so you're fucking booking it and then you get hit by this bullshit concuss <laughs> at main. Yeah. So <laughs> and what's what's interesting as well is I haven't seen any videos of anyone breaking it, so I don't know whether or not it's breakable. Oh, no. I hope it makes a sound. Please. <laughs> Please make a sound. The thing that I find interesting about this is like, I have a very hard time collecting on kills off my own trips as Cypher. Unless I have like a dedicated setup in which I also have a cage that is designed to work for a given trip. Either the cage on the trip or the cage on the angle that I'm swinging from. But if someone just hits my trip and I decide to take the gunfight... Holy fuck, people are way too good at shooting me while they're fucking caught by this trip. Yeah. It's like, and this might have to do with a lot of the times that when I get caught by the trip, I'm mid-jet dash, so, like, I'm just fucking rubber banding back and forth and I never stand a chance. Yeah. But, like, people are too good at shooting me when they're caught in my trip because it doesn't actually do anything to stop them from shooting me. Right. 
Unless they stand in it until it concusses and you wait until then, which you're not doing. Yeah, 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 which I'm not doing. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's an in-between state, which I wait for them to go shoot it. Yeah. But, like, the interesting thing is with the concuss is you can swing a lot better knowing, safely knowing that anybody who is here is fucking concussed. Yeah. And so long yeah, as it's not all... Is... Hmm? Sorry, Dylan. Well, as long as it's not all five of them, you can probably get one at least and get away. I mean, even if it is all five of them, unless they actually hit the one tap, they're they're screwed. While their screen is like shaking and stuff, like yeah. But dude, I've peaked. I've peaked like four or five people that are concussed before, and dude, I never stood a chance. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, do you guys know if like the ability only fires once, or like does it? Does it have like a recharge and then fires again? I believe it fires once in a cone. That that's what I'm seeing in videos. If it recharges, I haven't seen that happen. So we'll see, but it seems like it's a one and done. But it does seem like it happens fairly quick. Like it seems like if you walk past it and you're not extremely close to it, where the cone is narrowest, um, it seems like it's going to be difficult to dodge. Did you see the physical cone? Because in the video that I saw, it looked more like a breach stun. Oh, so it's like a square? That, at least that's what I thought I saw. To be honest, mm. I don't, I'm not confident enough in my memory to be convinced. It's possible I'm wrong. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But either way, it seems like it's going to be fairly difficult to trigger it and then get out of the way. Not that it's impossible, but you have to be very alert for it if that's happening. Hey, yeah, if, you're stunned, that. if you're stunned as Neon... And you yeah. try to run, what happens? It's slowed. Yeah, so you can run, it's just that the slow still applies to the run. So you move faster, but not full run speed. Do I move faster than, like, my normal run speed? I don't think so. I feel like it gets you up to, like, a little bit slower like than your normal run speed. speed or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. it's pretty... It's still pretty bad. It, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Still feel bad. If you if you run and then slide while concussed, then the yeah. slide is faster than your normal run speed. But it's it's still slower. Okay. Yeah. Uh on to the next ability. Sure. Great. So the, the C ability is called Gravnet. This one is perhaps well, the wall is pretty this one is very unique as well as the others. Equip a Gravnet grenade. Fire to throw or alt fire to lob the grenade underhand. The grenade detonates upon landing, forcing enemy any enemies caught within to crouch and therefore move slowly. And also, weirdly enough, if you're caught within the radius of this grenade, you can also negate its effect by uh, holding F to like remove the effect of the grenade, similar to a cipher camera. So, a couple things to note. The instant pop on activate and the fairly large radius of it like it's bigger than a killjoy nano um it means that like you know if you get this, this thrown on you like you know you have to see it coming in the air to dodge it you can't dodge it once it's landed but you can hold f if you're not immediately getting shot to remove the effect from you but otherwise you just have to crouch <laughs> Does so it just remove it from like the person who presses F, or removes it for everyone within the? Nope, the mesh? just the per just the person who presses F. I, I hadn't uh, seen a situation no. of multiple people getting caught by it, so I don't know. But you you've seen that cast of multiple people getting hit by it? Um, 
actually no, but just given that the fact that your agent grabs something on them and rips it off, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's by agent, not full team. I feel like that's a pretty good assumption. I actually, yeah, I was going to say, I think that that's actually not a good assumption for the reason that the videos I've seen, there's like this, yeah, like the net on the floor, like Alex was saying, and the net disappears when the person uses F. So I think it might be that you're like disabling the trap when you hold F, which would affect everyone in the range. But, you know, we'll we'll have to see. I Um, can't, it's way too quick for you to disable the entire thing by holding F. Well, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, the the strength of this ability is the fact that, like, you literally have to anticipate it coming or see it in the air to dodge it. Like, once, like, you just get hit by it immediately and get, you know, forced to crouch. So, like, that alone is very strong, regardless of if you can disable it for your team or not. Like, no, that's... but, like, you pull it off so quick. Well, like, it's not like getting rid of a cypher dart. The cypher dart, like, it takes a bit to get rid of. This thing from the videos that I saw, that guy rips it off in like a split second. Oh, the video like I saw, not... I thought it was more like a cypher thing, but we'll, we'll... It was... I guess we'll put a pin in that till it actually comes out. To see what it's actually like. Mm-hmm. But either way, this one is, is you, you know, introduces a completely unique mechanic in Valorant, which is being forced to crouch. Not something that has ever happened before. Uh... <laughs> will be happy. What'd you By say? Odin, I've had. That's what I was going to say. Odin users will be like, hey, I was crouching anyway. No biggie. <laughs> Can you like, yeah. not move if you're standing? It's like the... No, no, like literally it's as if someone grabbed your hand and forced it onto your control key or whatever key you have oh, set to crouch. Pushed, it just puts you to crouch. Yes, okay. you are forced to crouch. Like... Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to, like, punish me for not having crouched No, no, sometimes. like, you literally can't do anything. <laughs> I'm just dead. <laughs> That'd There's be funny. You stand up and <laughs> you just get shocked. Oh, the users are like, come at me. Riot, riots punishing me for unbounding crouch. Well, how do you make, like, skill yeah. jumps and shit? I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I have it bound right now. It's, it's just kind of if yeah. I notice myself crouching too much, sometimes I'll unbind it for a bit. Yeah. So thoughts about this ability? Too strong? Very weak? What do you guys think? Kind of sounds like a worse sage slow, so I'm feeling too weak, but we'll have to see. Yeah, interesting. I yeah, I'm trying I like... to think of the pros and cons there. So it's like a sa- it's like a sage slow that I can get rid of is how it feels like to me right now. Yeah, because like you don't really mind yeah. crouching and shooting at people. Like I guess you have to adjust your your like crosshair placement, but I mean people like crouch and spray all the time so <laughs> well i think you go ahead gates no i was just agreeing with alex yeah oh, okay. i think it is kind of too weak it looks op in the cinematic but mm-hmm. <laughs> it also just <laughs> everything looks op in, in the cinematic yeah yoru <laughs> looks very op in the, in the wall, cinematic so. oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Launch the cypher looks amazing in the cinematics, man. Cypher just dying like every single me. one. <laughs> yeah, cypher is the one person who doesn't look OP in the cinematics. <laughs> he fucking dies every time. Yeah. What were you saying, Cass? Uh, well, what I was saying is that, like, it seems somewhat worse than a Sage Slow on defense, but I think stronger than a Sage Slow on attack. Because, mm. to my knowledge, my team can't get caught in my own slow. 
Oh, interesting. But like, also, like, say I'm just gonna think of uh, let's okay. go split B site here. I fucking lob that shit into back B site. If you're there, you're not fucking going anywhere, and we're just gonna rush you down. Yeah, because if you take the time, stage slow. Uh, because I can push it. I can push into oh, my own net to clear see. the close okay. So if the city, yeah, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, and and, yeah. and also okay. another thing about it as well is that the sage slow does have an activation time. So like if you're if you're sprinting through a choke point and a sage slow lands at your feet, like the ball like pops up before it explodes into the slow. So like if you just keep running as you see it pop at your feet, like you're only going to be caught by like the very edge of the sage slow and already be taking a duel at that time. Whereas like this, it pops immediately. So like you're you're okay. slowed from the time of landing. Okay, I can I can kind of see the benefits. I I think it's got some I think it's got some good utility on. Yeah, I think it's got better utility on attack. I don't know. Someone's gonna do that, defense, and but... I'm gonna whiff because I'm aiming at head height, and now they're <laughs> yeah. crouching. True, be very true. Mad at deadlock when I get sprayed down. <laughs> I'm gonna be very very unhappy with deadlock when right as I'm swinging, these this motherfucker crouches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you force them to crouch, you dumbass. Every time they see a deadlock agent, they're just gonna be bringing Ares and Odin. <laughs> and this is a buff to me personally, is what this is. Yeah. For me playing Brim specifically, even more reason for me to play Brim on Fracture, where mm. I'm apparently god tier with my 11 and 1 uh, win rate all time. Um, yeah. So on to the ult. You guys ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is both one of the uh man, I wish I remembered the actual the actual um alt voice line, but basically this is both one of the coolest named abilities and coolest alt voice lines. Uh it's called Nanowire Accelerator. And actually, I can probably just play the clip and then the the alt will be in the audio unless it's too loud, in which case I'll have to edit it. Oh, that's the wrong clip. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, never mind. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, well, great. The, the voice line wasn't in the clip. Okay, anyway, so the, the way this works, there was, a, there was a lot of confusion about this, and I was able to watch enough videos to where I think I understand how the alt works. All right, so the way it goes is you... Um, Fire in a straight line and, well, actually, let me just describe the the basic mechanics of it, which is that you capture an enemy, the enemy is enveloped in this blue cocoon, they cannot see anything, all they see on their screen is this blue stuff and this little bar that says time until death, (laughs) just ticking down. (laughs) And if uh, that time expires, they die. Uh, So basically, if you get caught in it, you have to have a teammate shoot the cocoon to break it. For you to not die. Um, oh my. <laughs> no more solos. Yes. And while you're in the cocoon, you are being pulled along a path. Uh, so you're being moved in the cocoon relatively slowly while it's happening. Now, the mechanics of how this works is kind of complicated and wasn't very clear from the first couple videos. But I think I have determined how it happens. So you fire in a straight line until you reach uh, a point, which I think you have to be looking at for this i believe the first point that um uh you see with your crosshair 
in front of you is where like this first tether is placed. And then from that tether, um, the nearest enemy to that point is cocooned. Now, if the, um, if the enemy, if there was a straight line of sight from that point to where the enemy is, then they are eligible to be killed <laughs> because they'll be able to be pulled along, along this string in the cocoon until they die. However, if you shoot the tether to a point and then the, uh, and then the next, the, it grabs someone who is not actually in line of sight to the point that you've shot. Then at that point, it will still grab them through the wall, but basically it will, the cocoon will pull them into the wall and then it will stop at the wall. And due to the fact that it needs to pull you a certain distance to kill you, uh, you'll just eventually escape. So you'll still be captured for a bit, but like you won't actually die. Um, oh, so it's not like a Yoru TP where it will slide along the wall. Yes, yes. It seems like it goes through the wall, but you have to be, it has to be direct to actually kill. Um, okay. No, no, one, no, yeah, go ahead, Gates. It pulls the other agents through the walls if it's in the line of sight? No, no, it pulls you into the wall as in it stops at the wall and then doesn't go further. Oh, okay is I believe how this part works. Now, one very funny thing that people found out with this already is that if you're on Fracture and suppose you're on uh, B site and you're on site and someone's behind Jen, what you can do is you can aim this at the ceiling. It will then have a direct line of sight to the enemy below that. It will pull them up to the ceiling, and then because of it being the ceiling, it won't actually be, like, able to pull the person all the way up. So it will drop them, but then they will die to fall damage from falling down from the ceiling. I hope they don't patch that out. Yeah. That sounds funny. I can yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Now, if you're on the other side of this, if you're uh, just chilling there, and then all of a sudden the enemy, uh, the enemy deadlock uses their alt... Essentially, what you'll see is you'll see this, like, circle coming at you that's fairly similar to a Sova ult, and you will have time to dodge. However, it seems to be significantly less time than a Sova ult to dodge. So you have to be quick with your dodge. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So it doesn't track or anything like a Sova ult does? I don't believe it tracks. I believe it's just, you know, it targets your location, and then you have a short time to move. Wait, so if I dodge it, is that just a wasted ult? I believe it's a wasted ult unless someone else is in the line that it picked. And the reason the reason why I say that is I saw a very funny clip where a Yoru uh, was facing a deadlock and they were pulling their clone out already and then they get deadlock ulted. So they just dropped their clone in front of them and then the deadlock ult grabbed the Yoru clone <laughs> instead and the Yoru oh. clone was captured. Wait, which that's is, actually OP. Yeah, which is very funny. Now, the one thing that people have brought up that I've heard about this is it seems very broken in 1v1s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because there's no way for you to shoot yourself out of this cocoon. Oh, if you get captured in a 1v1, really? you are just dead, assuming they placed it yeah. competently. Yeah, but it, if you can dodge it, I don't know. I, I guess it, it, yeah, I it mean, all I, depends on how hard it is to dodge, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's similar to, like, getting caught by, like, a Sova ult 1v1. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, well, like well, all the difference are just dead. Yeah, the difference with the Sova ult is that it, it's easier to dodge and like assuming you're you're one shot, it's still easier to dodge than this and if you're more than one shot, you know, you can push in a good bit and just accept getting what hit once. But yeah, we'll have to see. I I think you know, it's very weird in terms of its mechanics versus any ability we've seen before. And what I said was all based on watching different clips. There could be some things that, that about what I said that was definitely wrong. Uh, so we'll just have to see. But, like, I think people are confused about it understandably just because it behaves so differently than anything we've seen before. And 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 based on the specifics, it could be more or less strong in a 1v1. Yeah. It just seems absurdly easy to waste your ult. Yeah. Like, it seems somewhere... like not that good in a non-1v1, but it yeah, seems like, good in a 1v1. <laughs> like, somewhere to, like, um, like getting, like, a, a Rosa ult. Like, it just seems like there are going to be a lot of scenarios or scenarios where you just whiff your ult. But at best, you only kill one person, right? So I feel like Ray's ult still seems better. <laughs> well, I was, I, Alex, I was going to say the actual complete opposite of what you were saying, of it seeming bad in anything but a 1v1. Because what I'm thinking is that, you know, you're on defense on a site, you get your breach to stun the enemy team, and then you have your deadlock pop ult. Like, you know, you hear them there, you know they're there, it's going to tag someone. And it starts pulling them back towards you. And, you know, the choke point is smoked off. The rest of the team desperately shoots the cocoon. But now it just drops the enemy on your side of the smoke away from the rest of their team. You can gun that guy down. Like, you know, you knew you weren't going to waste that all because someone was there. And now you just pulled the enemy right to you. Whereas, like, in a 1v1, assuming it's reasonably dodgeable, you know, you know it's coming, and then you can just dodge it. Mm. If if they get um, shot out by the cocoon, it drops them, it drops whoever was captured near you, instead of back where they're, they're pulled at? Well, no, so basically, once you're in the cocoon, you're being moved in the cocoon along. So whenever the cocoon mm-hmm. is broken, you're dropped at that point. So okay. I was I was assuming in the scenario I mentioned that you would travel a certain distance before your team was able to break it. Um, assuming they're like, yeah, assuming they're either concussed or distracted or there's a smoke or something. Like, if they just immediately break the cocoon, then yeah, it didn't do anything because you you would have been moved like three feet. I guess it just feels like. Every other alt in the game is useful for more than just one person in my head, sort of. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I don't think that there's a single... I don't... I Sorry? Omen? Yeah, I mean, Omen's all shit, That's that's useful for no one. (laughs) It's only useful in the one situation where Bomb is not with the team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely forgot about Omen's ult. I kind of accept that his ult is terrible, and I hope that they one day rework it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's a good point, that this is You can pick up Spike when your team drops it on the other side of the map. Yeah, but even then, if you're... All jokes aside, like, you know, you picking up Spike as Omen is still useful for the whole team. Whereas, like, this, like Alex is saying, is literally isolating one player, which is unique amongst the alts so far. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels almost like a flash. Like, that's that's how you use a flash, is, like, you, you flash it to isolate one per And even, like, a flash, I can isolate more than one, but, like, yeah. use a flash to isolate a single person on the enemy team and then kill them is kind of what it, like, feels like to me. But maybe it's a lot stronger than I'm thinking. But it, it seems kind of weak to me, as... My initial impressions. Yeah, well, yeah we'll I, I agree with you. 
Like, I feel like this character initially seems incredibly weak to me. I think the only uh, ability that I like so far is that first one. The wall. Because you want to aim duel someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Team Deathmatch is going to be my new game. It's going to be OP in Team Deathmatch. That's what this agent was created for, to dominate DDM. <laughs> Big brain. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have... They're gonna oh, have a dude. ranking, and I'm going to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> you throw the wall at spawn, so if they walk out of spawn, they get stuck, because you can't walk back into spawn wall, and now they're trapped between the two walls. Oh, man, that that's funny. Box. That is very funny. Oh, man. Get that plus, like, a gecko mall, and just instantly dead. <laughs> that's some good combinations right coming out of up spawn. here. Yeah, and, and the, the ult, the, you know, your teammates aren't going to care about breaking you out of TDM, so you're just going to yeah. die every time. Yeah. That's not my problem. Yeah. you respond anyway, it's fine. Yeah. You're close to spawn. Yeah, the, the interesting thing to me about this agent is that I think they are positioned far more as a sage competitor than a competitor to any of the other sentinels simply because their lack of info ability that their one info ability is negated by you walking which means that when it comes to flank watching or like watching one site while you're not necessarily around it is just the worst info ability in the game simply because you know if they do run through it you know you're not there to trade off the concuss and then if they don't you know, now, now you think they're probably not there, and they are. So this is the worst info. I mean, besides Sage, this is the worst info Sentinel in the game. And this, this well, is... A, uh, go ahead. All right, well, I was going to say, a badly placed Cypher trip is worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose that's true. Because a badly placed yeah, Cypher trip lets you think that, like, oh, there's no way they're here. Well, right, but like this, you could place it correctly, and then you still yeah, could think they're yes, not you can place correctly. But at least yeah. you're in the back of your mind, you're just like, ah, oh, well, like you know, they could have gotten through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but it, where I was going with this is that uh, it, it almost tests the hypothesis that we've said on the podcast a couple times, which is that Sage's heal and res are the least important parts of Sage. The 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 real reason to pick Sage is for the wall and the slow utility. Um and this is sort of like it's all stall utility in one way or another, besides the alt, which is, you know, its own thing. So like it's like this is a stall utility sentinel. Like that's the thing they do. Sage is kind of split half and half, and the other agents have, you know, info utility as a big part of their kit. This one is just like you're going to have a bad time if you push through my stuff. And so is that worth it, sacrificing the info of other Sentinels for just maximum stall? That's I feel like that's going to be the question here. Yeah, I guess it's just going to come down to how hard it is to get through her stuff. I guess that's kind yeah. of a big thing. I guess I need to know how hard it is to shoot through the wall and stuff. And how how hard being forced to crouch is really going to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of those seem not that strong to me. It's like the Sage Wall is like a wall that I can still aim duel with. The slow the wall, is just like a... No, no, no. I meant like the the, the new deadlock. Oh, wall. the deadlock Deadlocks. wall. Oh, yeah, deadlock wall is like a Sage Wall that I can just fight through. 
And like, I feel like a huge part of Sage Walls is kind of baiting them into shooting the wall so you can swing off of it. Well, this one you can't. Yeah. Even, I guess you can do that with the uh, with them shooting the smaller parts if you hide. Maybe I just don't have the Sentinel brain. I'm too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, too now you now you will after people. grinding Cipher in TDM, then you'll unlock the Sentinel brain. <laughs> I'll be I'll be an expert. Yes. I don't yes. know how I used to play KJ. Blows my mind. Crazy stuff. Kate, what are your uh, overall thoughts for you on the agent? I think it kind of is kind of just like a sage, but sage is. I like sage's heal. <laughs> sage's heal is nice. So, yeah, but everything else kind of does seem like sage. I I think I like the the um the wall and the that concuss thing, the mm-hmm. one where you walk past it. But the alt and the slow is kind of, it sounds weird to me. Or it, sound, it sounds like the alt won't be that useful. And the, the slow is just a slow. So. Yeah. Yeah, my, I, I'm agreeing with you, Kate, to say that it seems like there are some definite weaknesses, and Alex as well. Um, unlike, you know, last agent that released Gecko, I said they would immediately be a force in the pro meta. And sure enough, they were, and then they really died out hard. <laughs> but, like, this one, I think, is well, going to be a new just bad. No, it's because it's Gecko is just situational, and you have to use the utility a certain way. I mean, you saw Cigarettes get massive value out of the Gecko when he was playing. So, like, if you really, you know, are maximizing what you can do with Gecko, there's some cool things you can do. Not a must-pick on every map, surely, but on some maps, very strong. Um, Admittedly, there were a couple nasty flashes he had. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, like... He used Wingman to good effect as well. He was really good at using it both for space clearance and for planning, diffusing. Um, This character, though... Was it really him, or was it just the rest of the team just fucking getting value? Well, it was getting the value out of the utility. Like, it wasn't him playing off the utility, but Gecko's an initiator. You know, it's supposed to set up the rest. No, no, of the no, team. sure, but like, it like, was it anything that a sky couldn't do? Is the real question. Well, I mean, the key thing with the with the wingman is you can use it multiple times in a round. You can't use the sky dog multiple times in a round. Last Watch I me. checked, what? Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ten thousand dollar bet if you manage to use a sky dog multiple times in a round in a comp game. <laughs> There you go. Just wait for comp PDM. Easy 10k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. The comp, you know, comp full game, just to be clear. All right, let me just go buy some hacks real quick. Um, <laughs> probably cheaper than 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see. I feel like we're all in agreement that she seems uh, interesting. Now, mm. but not necessarily great. Um one thing that I've seen online is this bizarre reaction from people where a lot of people are just disgusted by this agent and believe she just doesn't belong in Valorant. Like there was one guy, Kenny S. I don't really know much about him. I just know that he's a CS guy. Uh, who... Yes. Opera. He's, he's like <laughs> the CS. Opera. Okay. He, he literally tweeted. He was like, you know, I've defended Valorant for a long time, but like, I'm not sure I can after this or something like that. Like talking about the agent, like a lot of people are, are just like, riot has jumped the shark with this one. This agent is just, you know, horrible. And I don't see it. Like just to be clear, they're not saying horrible and that she's too weak. They think that her abilities just don't belong in Valorant, and it's like they're going too far. 
I don't see it at all. Maybe she's too weak and needs a buff, but I like that they're trying a stall utility sentinel and adding some new mechanics. Like, I do not understand for the life of me why people think that, you know, Riot is ruining Valorant by releasing this character, which seems to be the take of some people online. My guess is they'd mostly be, like, CS people that don't like yeah. the stall utility in general. Because, mm-hmm. like, CS doesn't have anything like that that's going to... I guess, like, Molly? in CS, yeah, but you smoke them in the flash <laughs> Yeah, good oh, point. Shoot. I there, forgot like, about that, that. yeah. Like, there's counterplay in CS to the stall. And so, like, I would have a feeling that a lot of those people probably also don't like Cypher. Like, Kevin, for example, he hates Cypher, and I think that's because he's a CS yeah. player. So Interesting. I feel like the, bash lo- the backlash, my initial impressions is that it's probably a lot of people that are probably more into the CS scene. And that sort of kind of foreign to the idea of a tactical shooter where there's a bunch of stall utility in front of you. That makes a lot of well, sense to me. That, that you know, putting some pieces together in my head. Well, I'm like, I know we've talked about this before on the pod, just between, like, or how at least I believe that Sentinel is the hardest, like, group of agents to balance. Yeah. Because I feel like they either feel too weak or they're way too strong. Yeah. Like, if you can't push the site that the Sentinel's on without a KO to just fucking suppress them, like, they're they're too strong. Like, if there's no... Because there's, like, very little counterplay to that. But then, if you can easily just waltz all over the site that they're holding, well, what's the fucking point? They're too weak. Um, And I feel like, yeah, the Sentinel is just a really hard class to balance in terms of... Their job is to stop the other team from playing the game. <laughs> I think yeah. that's why it's so hard to balance because like right. people are expecting Sentinels to like hold down a site single-handedly like a KJ you know but like sometimes it's not like that when you have like you're only one person by yourself and there's like five of them coming at you and rushing no fucks giving you know given you know mm-hmm. yeah I don't know and they can't I, I just... make it too OP either yeah. because then everybody's like, what are you doing? You're very, very so. frustrating if it's OP. Yeah, it's really frustrating if the character's too strong. And it's... There's no reason to play them if they're too weak. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it, they're in a really tough position with Sentinels in general. And I feel like this... like I feel like Deadlock's just gonna be too weak. Yeah, I... I, I like, yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I like the concept of putting up this wall and being like, hey... You can't go any farther, but, like, fuck you, let's throw hands. Or, in this case, bullets. <laughs> like, like I like that. It's like, you're still not getting onto site, but, like, uh, like let's at least try to kill each other. Um, right. Conceptually, I'm a fan. Does it do a good job? I don't know. But somebody else pointed out, uh, I can't remember why, I saw this on Reddit at some point, but, like, the the Phantom and Vandal reserve bullet nerf is like if you have to go through a sage yeah. wall and a deadlock wall, like you're probably just gonna have zero fucking ammo. Yeah, their sage plus deadlock is gonna be incredibly annoying to play against on offense if they're both on the oh, same nobody's side. Nobody's also gonna be playing sage and deadlock at the same team. Oh yeah, absolutely. It seems like a troll team comp, but in the event that you go against that team comp, that would be brutal. Yeah, it's just like, fuck your ammo reserves, you don't get any. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to be dropping rifles at the start of the round next to the barrier so we can run back and get more ammo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, like... I think I've got a problem with that. The reserve. I don't know. Maybe this is just me coming from playing COD, but, like, you know, if you walked over the same gun that you had, you'd pick up the ammo. You know? Mm. Like I, that wouldn't work at all in Valorant because then some poor soul after you would pick up the gun and just have zero ammo in it. <laughs> <laughs> like that would really suck. Yeah, but it, uh, it's just like it, it seems weird. Like and like, yeah, sure, you can also just pick up the damn gun. Uh, like it's less relevant because, like in COD, you can add your own attachments and stuff that you like for the gun. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But it always seemed weird to me that like. I can alternate between vandals that both have one mag each, but I can't just get the extra mag to like, to like leave and go play with. Yeah, I guess that's a really good point because there's all this reserve ammo that where is it? Is it just on the gun somewhere? Yeah. Or how are you getting it right. when you swap to the other gun? Because uh, if I have one gun that's like fully dead and another gun in which has like all the ammo, like sure, of course, you just switch guns. Um, now, my skin might be better than the one I'm picking up, but like that's a minor consideration here. Uh, uh, no, it's important like, consideration. It is a very like important consideration. You know what? Here's what we need. We need to think outside the box. We need that, like, when the enemy dies, you can full loot their body, like in Tarkov. You can take their armor. You can take their weapons. You can take their abilities if you want, <laughs> and then you're good to go. Haven't I, gonna be no armor. Haven't I destroyed yeah. their armor if I've killed them? Yeah. I, I I guess so. Yeah, I didn't really think about that part. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, new Tarkov. I don't think Alex and Kate and I have played much since this update. You could have an armor repair kit that get their armor. And repair. <laughs> oh man! Oh my goodness! No, yeah. That, that's the other annoying thing is like, if I kill someone who's got like a primary gun, but I really wanted their secondary, their secondary doesn't drop on the ground. Yeah. It's like motherfucker. Yeah. I know you had a shorty. I want that shit. It costs three hundred credits now. I'm not. Right, like you, like, vandal, like you have a vandal. Like you have a vandal. They they bought yeah. Marshall and brought a shorty in from the previous yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't take the shorty, which is what you would want there. Yeah, right. It's just like, yo, motherfucker. Like I I know you have that. I'm not I'm not trying to spend three hundred on it. Like <laughs> let me just let me just pick that shit up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you do what Hunter does for some stupid ass reason and have a sheriff and a uh, fucking judge. And it's like, well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you want the sheriff, judge. but not the judge. It's like I'm not touching the judge with the ten foot yeah. pole, but like hell, I'd, I'd take that sheriff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, game doesn't drop it. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you guys mind if we transition to something, a topic that I was I'm bringing to the table that's fairly short? Cast. Alrighty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. I will probably need a caller quits after this, but uh All good, all good. Yeah, let's um, get this. Yeah. So uh there's something that Cass has said that I have generally agreed with for a while, but I've decided I'm actually gonna put it into practice. Now, Cass has said that I play too many different agents. And I agree. Look, the thing is I enjoy mixing it up. I enjoy a lot of different agents in this game. So it's fun to me to be constantly doing something different. And I feel like given my role as the cerebral explainy guy on the podcast, I also just tend to understand the game at a level where I fairly easily pick up new agents. But that being said, you are missing something if you're constantly switching agents because it's difficult to learn the finer points, the nuances of each agent. And then also just to have the the muscle memory to do things really quickly with that agent 
if you're constantly going between different agents, just because, you know, you have to think about it more. Um, so I've decided I'm doing something different with this new act. I think Deadlock is a cool character. Not sure if I want to main them or not, but what I'm going to do, I changed my in-game Reddit name, uh, not intentionally for this purpose, but it very much is, it very much has worked out this way. Uh, I've changed my in-game name to embarrass Cass as much as possible. To be a killer, which is uh, with a, a one for the I and a three for the E, because I was frustrated with being far behind Cass and rank on my main, and I want to climb. And the goal when I switched it was to just like play a lot of Reyna and other duelists, but mainly Reyna, to be able to climb because I feel like my aim is better than you know gold one, gold two. Uh, so despite that, after changing the name, you know, in lobbies, I was oft I often just found myself filling and I really haven't played much duelist since changing the name. So what I'm going to do with the new act starting this week, I am going to be an Instalock Reyna main until I unlock Deadlock as a playable character. And then at that point, I will decide on a different agent to main for the rest of the act. And then I will only play that agent. Um, I'm not really, I don't really have any ideas besides that in terms of what agent that will be. Uh, if I can find an agent that's generally useful for the team comp that I decide I want to stick with, like, you know, an initiator or a controller, that'd be great. If I'm really, you know, feeling the itch for a certain duelist, I could do that as well. But I have to be very much feeling that because I, I, I honestly, I would lean towards anything but a duelist in terms of being more useful for the team comp. But that's, that's my current plan for the new act. Mm, I'll I'll need to remember not to play with you until you unlock Deadlock. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're sleeping on my Reina, dude. You are sleeping on it a little bit here. Yeah, I I can go off on the Reina. And hey, here's the thing, Cap. Even if I'm not going off on the Reina, I'll be diving into sight. You can bait me and get the kills. There you go. Easy. Yeah, yeah, but like that's suboptimal. It's like I should be the one diving into sight. Cass, when the <laughs> heck do you dive into sight and right? You do it in premiere. I don't think you do that all that often I, I, in ranked. No, I do it. In, I do it in ranked. I, I'm just also a fan of the. I'm over here. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So you can know, be. People... I'm over here. Deal with it. I go in, pull people's crosshairs, and then you op them. Easy. No, no, but I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm elsewhere. Um, He's only like, the other side. <laughs> right. Well, in I'm which usually... case, you're certainly not diving in first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might not be on the. I, I don't know. I feel like people just have like different mindsets than I do when we're trying to play. Like, I'll be like, mentally, I'm just like, all right, like, this is around that, like, we push showers, right? Like, I know the right. sage is over there. Fuck this sage. Let's just, yeah. like, let's kill the sage and then we can work on how to gain sight from there and I can dash out to, to triple or whatever it is called now. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the team will be posturing to, like, push hookah. It cast it's the... just like, no, that's a bad idea. We shouldn't do that. But everybody else is over there. Well, you should calm that at the start of the round. Like, hey, guys, uh, do you want to do a shower push or like yeah. a, a shower's main push? Let me have Reyna and Brim come with me showers. That's too much IGLing for me. Yeah, there's Alex. I don't think you have been, but you sound like you've been watching Wuhujin because he does bod reviews. Where <laughs> one of the big... I am. Oh, you are. I, I had been watching him before he got like super big. I love the Banana Man, but like that's one of the, the biggest man. things he says. He's you know pre round yeah. comms is one of his biggest things. Of you know, uh, he he was he was uh, breaking down a round uh, in a video I watched today, where like 
<laughs> like two people, it was bind. And the, uh, the person he was VOD reviewing said, Oh, you know, let's, let's burst fast, uh, together. Uh, I'm going to be long on bind. And then two of his teammates just pushed one push a short one push a showers both by themselves and they both died, you know, uselessly. And what, and what Wuhujin said is he was like, you know, obviously that's primarily their fault for being complete dumbasses, but like, you should be more specific with your comms to say like, let's say what each person should do in your strat. And then if they just don't respond to that and do their own thing, then it's not your fault anymore, but you need to tell them like, let's do this in order to be pre-rounding well. No, but it's not my job to tell somebody let's do this. Well, in Wuhujin's way of looking at it, like if you want to climb, climb maximally, that's what you need to be doing. Like, yes, obviously it's not your job. If you want to stay at your rank and just do your thing and count on your aim to pop off, like, sure. But, like, if you want to be maximizing your ability to climb, that's what you should be doing. No, it's just, like, somebody else should be doing that. Okay? <laughs> that's what everybody else does. Nobody does it. Yeah, that everyone says, you know, let's let's let the IGL handle this, and then no yeah. one's the IGL. <laughs> and there's no IGL. Which, just to be clear, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, like, I'm making fun of it, but honestly... Uh, especially after doing premiere where I have to, you know, IGL legitimately. And I enjoy doing that just to be clear. Um, I find myself in ranked even less wanting to call strats unless there's a very specific one that I think will be fun or just will work. So yeah, I, I'm full. I fully I feel like when yeah. you're not calling strats, you should try to play with your team is the difference in ideology here. Yeah. <laughs> not want to call strats, but he also will see his entire team going be hookah. And he's like, no, that's not a good idea. I'm going to go showers by myself. <laughs> and see, that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> or cast Tom, but they'll see where the team's going and they'll, you know what? It's a B rush. Yeah. And go either hookah or long. <laughs> or Alex, the even better one is cast will, will go showers. Everyone will follow him, but he'll have planned on lurking. And he'll be like, Man, why do you guys follow me? No, no, that's that usually when I'm playing Cypher. Well. No, no, that's a big problem when I'm playing Cypher. Sure. Like, at Cypher, I'll run to, like, one side of the map, just being like, oh, yeah, here's the game. Yeah. Plan. We're going to push over there. I'm going to sneak up here. I'm going to get a nice backstab. But I'll, I'll still agree with Alex out. here to say that if there's no plan, you're still better off, even as Cypher, playing with the team. <laughs> yeah. Maximizing you know, the trading. I, I have a plan. <laughs> Other people just need to understand my plan. Other people need to you download need to your plan. The problem with IGLing is not having the plan. If you have this cerebral plan, you should be letting people know what this plan is. The, the reason people don't want to IGL is because they don't want to sit there and think about a plan. But you seem to have this plan. It's yeah. to be already there. Even if you don't have a plan for the rest of the team, just let your team know, like, hey, I'm going to lurk you you guys go over there but just so you guys know i'm looking that way they don't come rushing towards you and be like hey i want to come too <laughs> I, i'm with gates here and alex both but you know you, you do you cast yeah your, your aim is very well this I'll, I'll i'll put it in chat before every game hey i'm working every round don't come to me <laughs> <laughs> stay away yeah, that, that about the cerebral aspect of that lurking every round doesn't seem like a great strat to me no, no, I, yeah. I also have to start insta-locking the Reyna before I do that, too. Yeah, True. you're going to have to be, beat me to it for the first couple weeks here, but yes. You're going to have it, like, pre-typed already, copy and paste. No, no, there's that, like, there's that application you can download that, like, just insta-locks an agent for you. 
you'd be like those people who do challenges and like during the pre-round you can like hold down the button hello i am Cass. i will not ever be with the team if you come towards <laughs> me i will rotate to the other side <laughs> yeah Cass. just as a, a quick thing i think that app is a instalock trainer i don't think it instalocks for you it literally just brings up the loading screen like their recreation of it and times no, how no, fast no. you can instalock I, I'm pretty sure there's literally to instalock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's literally an yeah. app that just installs mm-hmm. it for you. That's it wild. like uses the Riot API or something to. That's wild that Riot allows the API to be used in that way. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if it was just a trainer. It's like testing your. It's a reaction yeah. time well, test. I mean, there actually right is that. That's what it. I had seen on Reddit. I think you guys are talking about That's something hilarious. that I haven't seen. But yeah, someone came out with, they recreated the lo- the lock the lock-in screen. You literally just insta-lock, and then it tells you how fast you were. Like, it is literally a insta-lock reaction time trader. That's hilarious. Okay. That's the problem. It's like, if you don't have the best internet, or you also got a potato PC, like, that doesn't matter. And then also... Depending on how many agents you have unlocked, the agent positions are in a or the agents are in a different position. Well, yeah. to be fair, if you're sweating that hard about insta locking, there's a decent chance you have all the agents unlocked. Alt slash Smurf account hunter. Uh, okay, that okay, fair. I I don't know if this app maybe had a way to configure what agents you had unlocked because that is a very valid point. Well, um, before we sign off for tonight, do Alex and Kate have any sort of soapbox they wanted to bring to the table, despite being called in last minute? (laughs) I do not have any topics in mind. Not really, no. I think we covered all of them. Cool. All righty. Well, you want to take Hunter's spot here? Yeah. You want to take Chase's spot here, Hunter? Sorry, (laughs) English is hard. All right, Alex and Kate, thanks for coming on. And we'll drink with you later.